0: Aloha mai kakou, everyone. Welcome to the Moana Nui podcast. Today, we have a wonderful special guest highlight to talk about one of our partners here on the Moana Nui podcast. And the name of the organization is Hoa And if you follow me or you follow the podcast, this is not the first time that you're hearing this. Um, Hoakamana is a uh, nonprofit organization, Native Hawaiian organization, that is doing uh, some wonderful work in the maoli Native Hawaiian community, um, back home in the islands. Specifically, we are partnering with them right now with Maui Relief Efforts. And I know we've already got so many so many people supporting our efforts, whether in actual item donations or in monetary contributions. So we thank you guys for all of that. Please continue to share and help us in this. But I thought that we would bring them on to let them talk about their organization and help you guys better understand the work that you are supporting, the people who are behind it, and the impact that your contributions help us to deliver to the, the families that were affected by the Maui fires that happened last month in August. So with that said, I'm going to bring on my sister Jazzy, who is helping us now. Um, She is our creative director here on the Moana Nui podcast, and she's also working um, with us with Hoakamana, so she's going to take the lead, and then we're going to bring on our guest. So I'll do that right
1: Aloha, everybody. Jazzy here. I'm definitely excited to bring on our special guest, and so... I'm blessed to know that this nonprofit exists and just the amazing work that they do and being, a, be, being able to be a part of it has just been absolutely incredible. So with further or with no further ado, I would like to bring on Kanoi Lani Davis. She is the executive director of Hoakamana. Hi, Un.
2: Aloha. Aloha. How are you? I'm doing good. Mahalo so much for uh letting me share this space with you folks and uh, to share a little bit about the work that we're doing. Awesome. We're happy to have you. So speaking of the work that you're
1: doing, tell us a little bit more about the organization and what you guys do.
2: Yeah, so welcome on let me just start off with the name so you understand kind of like where this is coming from. So huaka. Ka is to strike. Ka is to to the action of striking mana. So the way we look at it is to strike with intention. So everything that we do is meaningful, it's intentional, it's purposeful. We have no issues turning down things that don't match our vision and our mission. And our vision and mission is being able to strengthen Indigenous identity through the community, through self-identity, through self-sovereignty, through skill sets and healing. And one of our sayings is. And so, really, just creating care for one another based on knowing who we are. And so, I think that this is a great opportunity to kind of segue into this work around Maui and Malama Maui, which is uh, something that we started probably the day I came back home from the Haina uh, in doing some observations and knowing what was going to happen. Uh, So we have this, this program. I don't know what you want to call it. It is something that we have hashtag Malama Maui. That's a way for us to understand what we're talking about and the language we're talking in. And we created through hashtag Malama Maui, a group of people who were wanting to help, who wanted to share their aloha, but didn't know how to do that. And that's called our Pai Pai Aloha group of folks that are made up of Folks on the continent, as well as folks here home in Hawaii, and I want to share that it was only a few days after the fires happened that I was able to be in Lahaina, and at that time there was a lot of high emotions. There were a lot of high. uh, Everything was elevated because of what had just happened. Whether it be for just provisions and supplies, whether it just be like this shock in everybody's body. And and just the, the movement of, of folks who wanted to who wanted to come in and help. There's so many moving parts at that time, and being in the middle of it and observing it and feeling it and seeing it and hearing it and listening to the stories and the people and the families. I recognize while we're trying to see bodies and and and, and house people and you know get provisions to our folks. I knew that there was going to be a moment when that emotional high was going to start coming down. And because of the work that we do um, as an organization, I knew what I could do to get to konaniness, right? To get five steps ahead of this in order to be there when we meet it. And I knew that, that the missing folks that were not being recognized, that the... Uh, Identifying people that may have passed in the in the fires were about to show up we were about to come up were' about to be revealed it hadn't been at that time again, people were just shocked people were just looking for each other, so there wasn't a lot of assumptions that people we knew that people had passed, but we didn't know who and so people had that hope of finding families and it wasn't their family right so we knew that part was gonna uh, come to a to a point where the realities of these things we're gonna sit in. And so we mobilized and I was very fortunate to meet Moana and well, I've known Moana, but I mean meet her at this point in regards to like Kanoi, what are we doing? What can we do to help? And with that, it was like, all right, sis, you she took lead. She she she, you know, one thing about Moana is this ability to lead, just like for me. It is the, the deepest, most vastest way of understanding what is she wants to be a part of it. And I was, we were all a part of it. And so I gathered my team. We came up and pulled her in asked her to be a, a leader in Alaka'i for the Pai the I'm sorry, the Ainae continent who were out there. And she just took on that lead. And I love that about her because that's the same Way I did for Hawaii. And we had Caleb, who is our Pai Pai, our Pai Aina. He, he's in mental health, behavioral health. So that, that was helpful too. So we have all these great people, and we came up with, them. and in that time that we've come up, we came up with, wanted to organize it, understood these were happening fast. And through that, we were letting people do what they did best. And we stepped back for a second, took a pause gathered our thoughts, organize accordingly so that when we went in, in to strike with intention, that we had that motion to go in fully. And so we created for Hale around that, which is our Puhonua, our cultural one, for healing and to Mkukua, the volunteers and the Lumi practitioners and all practitioners, our cultural practitioners. And then we have the uh, mental health and awareness, the crisis counselors, more of that level of just talk story uh, so to find balance and that's you know for anybody who need non ever whoever was interested any age levels too and then of course we have the Hanai Ohana program as the Ohi Ohi Aloha program which is we're getting pu'olo little set ready for the kupuna for the families for the the cake for their, their school supplies you know and all these great beautiful things to kind of get ahead because we already knew what they were going to need you know especially the kids so you know just really thinking ahead of what was going to happen but also understanding that we had to be as fluid as possible and we still had to listen to what the people wanted because I think that probably the most important part is hearing them for who they are and letting them tell us what they need you know the biggest thing I keep saying to people is we don't want to invoke secondary trauma which is that historical trauma right colonizer thinking I'm even from Molokai not in inland I can't go over there and go you need this you need this and you need this I have to go okay what do you need relax let me go get it for you and that's kind of the way it works and so just paying attention and I know we're all trying to get involved but it really takes a lot of patience and then a lot of fury and all at the same time. And that requires somebody to be very ready to move in that direction. And so I know a lot of people want to get in the way of, and there is, there, I'm sorry to say this, and I'll be honest, it, there is a point of getting in the way because what, what, what we don't want to do as the kind of on the ground is also have to teach you how to be helpful. You got to come with that already. Common sense is not common. And completion isn't, oh, I can do this and I can do that. Great, go do it. Oh, but do you need this and do you need that? I got things to do here. You say you're going to do something, go do it. Go finish it, you know? And so that's a part of not getting in the way. And then with culture too, you know, people want to learn culture so that I can help. We do not need a burden to teach you culture right now because these people don't have home. Figure it out. So this is a part of that self-identity. And sometimes it's not something that people want to hear or listen to. So maybe we can help create self-identity to, to the people who are looking for that and where their place is to help in these matters. And hopefully we're reestablishing that for the, the, the people who are affected by the fire because they've lost everything. They don't know where to start. And sometimes you're just going to start new. That's not easy to see, right? So that was my soapbox moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean...
1: We're just being completely transparent and letting it be known. And so I know with working with you, with this organization, you have a lot of moving parts. Things move really fast. Is there anything currently that is in motion or going on that you want to let people know like, hey, this is the level we're at. This is what we're doing. And this is what we're working towards right now.
2: Yes. Thank you so much for asking for that. So let me just recognize and mahalo, whoever's listening to this, mahalo, 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 mahalo. For all the work that has happened to this point, it takes a community, even if our community is, is as wide as the continent. Mahalo for the iPads that came in for the workers as well as the families, the Chromebooks, the uh, two-way radios to help people communicate. Mahalo for the, the the Play-Dohs and the little coloring books and the bubbles and all these beautiful things. It made the the, the families happy. And, you know, giving out ice cream with, Along with toilet paper. Like, hey, who 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 wouldn't be happy, right? So those are the things that, you know, I want us just first and foremost say mahalo. You know, we're on, on the ground running, doing a lot of labor and donating a lot of time and energy. And you're out there donating the same amount of energy and time. And I just want to say that you know, we're doing this together. As far as the immediate needs as of Sunday when I, or Monday when I left Maui, some of the things that we were there in need of, like when I talk about, Immediately, that means like within days. So some of that is it's easier to have the financial, the monetary donations because we could purchase and just get it there. That's been very, very helpful. So one hub made a 20 by 40 tent, a really sturdy 20 by 40 tent because they're operating still in some parts with 10 by 10. Tent. And those 10 by 10 pop-ups with the wind, they're not going to last very long. They don't usually. And so he, he's recognizing, the hub organizers recognizing that we need to get ready for that. So that's an immediate need. We acquired a space, knock on wood, we're pending contract to a landlord has given us this opportunity to have a hub in Wailuku. And so this would be an opportunity to send things over there directly. We'll be able to put more food, more things that are needed, not only for Lahaina but for chihe. And Kula, like all the other areas that were also affected for people to come in and get supplies. And if we hear that Lahaina needs supplies because we get everyday update, we can take whatever supplies we have in and just drive it over. So we do have, we've acquired that spot. The problem is, is we still need shelves to put all the, and organize it. So it, it becomes a place where people, one, don't feel chaos and get more anxiety. We want it to be a pleasant space for people to come Grab what they need. We'll have a loli aloha, uh, aloha attire, clothes for people. So we need racks, hangers, people who want to donate their aloha clothes for that, you know, for the idea of getting a job or using it for interview, those types of things. We want to have them ready. And then we'll, in the back of the back of this place, we'll have a space to do cultural workshops, kind of. And then that's that social. That social aspect of getting back into community so you're not home alone thinking so much. So you're not home alone, you know, pondering all day and getting back out, trying to find some normalization. So we want to have cultural workshops in there. And then we we'll, we have a program in which we're going uh, to, I'm hoping to get a fireman's wife to come and just have a day off to just kind of lounge in one beautiful space, find, find folks to come and watch the cakey. We have people who would volunteer to come and do football with the kids or daycare with the kids, give the moms a break because they're also going through that trauma. They're also, I'm hearing, they're not sleeping well because their their husbands went out to go fight these fires. They've lost their home. They've had to go run with the kids while firemen were doing their job, saving the rest of the world. So it's like, we got to think about them too. There's, a, there's an after, you know, the indirect stuff that, is also a part of this there's so many layers so really thinking about it in those ways and so we don't have and we need ac in that space there's no windows in this big place and there's no ac so we we definitely need that we're going to be in there for at least six months so things like that so that people can come in and out we're not also letting our worker who's volunteering by the way right now she's volunteering to be in this space, which is mind-boggling and beautiful to me at the same time. You know, finding funds for her is important because I don't want her to feel overwhelmed and we lose her. The, the workers need to be compensated shape, or reform. So those are our more immediate needs. And then we'll, we're working out with crisis counselors and training them uh, to work with families here on Molokai that were volunteers. We've had families leave this island day one. Day one, they're already in Lahaina, dropping off provisions that that next morning. Uh, So you can imagine what they saw and what they felt, and they did it day after day after day after day after day. That took a toll on them. So we want to address our families who were affected by, uh, as volunteers here on Molokai, as well as some of the families that moved back to Molokai that lived in Lahaina that were displaced. So, and Lama'i as well. So we're trying to identify those families too. So that's more immediate stuff. That's stuff, that's a lot. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of moving
1: parts. And just knowing that you are not just looking at it in a sense of, I'm just gonna help. You're super organized. You have everything, you know, you're looking at more than just the immediate, and you're looking at the bigger picture, the narrower picture. You're looking at all the moving parts at the same time, every individual soul. And I do wanna bring something up. I hope it's not too personal for you, but you and I have had a conversation before and you've always talked about the kuleana. And I wanna know if you wanna share that part of your heart about why it's important for anyone who wants to help, not just, it's more so about the intention, making sure that when they do help, it is purposeful. And it's, it's not really about them helping. It's about who they are helping. Mm. So I wanted to know if you would mind touching on that
2: a little bit. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, you know, some of some, sometimes we, we we move about this world without recognizing how significant we all are, period, you know, and we just assume that everybody understands these concepts and, and walk just like us. Not that we're better than anybody or not that they're better than us. This understanding of what that means to be selfless in some spaces. And so I kind of shared a little bit about the listening part and being able to listen to somebody in a way that you hear them for their voice versus you are listening to their voice through your perspective and that is very hard to do part of that is that self identity the part of that is that pono e once you understand your pono e who you are as an individual in this world nothing else matters you can't be offended and there's nothing you need because you can provide for yourself so now when you do that you're so abundant you can provide for others based off of what they And so a lot of the times, this imposing of this, the hero method, right, is a very, unfortunately, I will will say it, it is a very colonizer way of thinking. That's what they did to us hundreds of years ago. Oh, you need this, you're savages. Oh, we need to take this religion because you have too many Akua. We need to do this and this and this. That's what got us into the position. So if we're not thinking that we're not operating in the same way, we need to think twice because that's not how it works. And so with Koleana, Amy, being able to volunteer, being able to do this freely and willingly, that's a blessing if you think about it. It's also a privilege and it comes with this responsibility and kuleana. You Just because you're doing it for free and you're saying, well, I'm volunteering. I can come and go as I please. I will give and take as I need. It doesn't work that way. That's not how kuleana works. Kuleana is you say what you do and you do what you say you're going to put it in put it in if you're going to finish finish like that was one of the biggest things is just seeing people not complete their kuleana which then puts the burden on other people that's not fair and then you know that's integrity right that's just integrity that's how you would treat a job if the boss doesn't see you see what you're going to do they'll just get rid of you there's a hundred of you Well, why be that hundred as a kanaka we understand kuleana I can fish anywhere in Hawaii, so to speak, but that's not the case because I wouldn't. My kuleana is to know my space intimately enough that I only need to be in that space and I don't need to overfish anywhere else. And so that's a very uh, Ike Kupuna way of thinking. It's a very old way of thinking. And if we can get back to that way of thinking, I think we'll be able to work together and add value to spaces then to remove from it. And so kuleana, you know, for doing it for the Instagram and the picture, for doing it for the accolades and the recognitions. I mean I would hate for anything to happen to, to us, you know, and because we're not we're not gonna want that. And I do come I do come from a place where I was displaced. I lived in Kikaha at the time Iniki hit and in Kikaha we lost our home. And my brother and I didn't have a home. We didn't have water. We were washing our clothes in the river. Food was limited. Uh, so I understood what it was not to have a home as a child. And they had to helicopter up, my brother and I back to Molokai. And so that was a big deal for us. And that's where my, my, empathy, comes from, my empathy comes from, knowing what that felt like. And the immediacy, because people couldn't even get into Kikafa, like through past the bridge from Waimea, they couldn't. So we were stuck. Imagine an island that doesn't have a a road that goes all the way around. We were stuck. And so my father had to go up into the mountain to cut the water line just so that we could get water. And that was illegal, but it didn't matter. It was life or death. And so I understood that world. And as a single mother raising four daughters, anytime a hurricane comes, I'm prepared. I got propane for days. I got stoves for days. I got I got machetes. I've got <laughs> gas. I've got jeans. Get them all together. Like all milk, things, my beers, professors. my fishing gear. They're all ready. Like if you need to, like if the, something happened, come to my house. I have them all ready to go. And that was my mentality as a as a single um, mom who had to put children all the time. Absolutely. And I've been through fires. I've been through four fires. And so the, these fires have come to the back of my house. And I have pictures of me just shooting fires. And they, And I wasn't leaving. Like like the the lungs and I knew what my kids were having to go through. So these are the things that helped me and motivate me to move in the direction. There was no question. The health. I would have wanted. Right. And you know the need. We understand the need. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Kuleana is outside of us. Kuleana is knowing who you are and feeling so abundant that you don't need anything. Not even your ego to be stroked. Yeah. Walk into our rule and help anyone. Absolutely. So
1: I know that you are also doing other projects and other things outside of the Malama Maui, outside of Maui efforts. Do you want to talk about any of the other things? I know that you have this beautiful, this, I don't know if it's a saying or if it's part of your. Your, you know, your vision, but you've brought up EMS before, and mm-hmm. I've always thought that it was the most beautiful. This is where I was like, I am aligned with her. I vibe with this one. This is amazing. And if you're okay with sharing about it, I'd love for you to express what EMS is and what it's about and how it incorporates with your Hawakamana.
2: I love that. But EMS is something that I kind of made up, and it's. It stands for emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. So it's just being on, in alignment with all parts of ourselves, knowing that that's the foundation of the organization as well as the foundation of myself, really. Uh, being raised by my papa through a very cultural lens, we come from healers and martial artists and hula people. So uh, you can imagine all of that is necessary in order for us to be well in our our practices. And so EMS is. Uh, yeah we have very we have several different programs. One of the programs that we have is called Pula Upala. It's a small business intelligence program. Probably wondering how does EMS even fit into that model? Well, I'll let my I can't wait to, for them to showcase themselves and I get to listen I've been listening to their three minute pitches because I tasked them to do that, and I hear their voices. and what comes up every single time is this confidence. And what does confidence derive from? It derives from knowing who you are knowing where you're from, knowing your mo'olelo and having that self-identity to have the confidence to walk up and be great in this world. And so Kulao Hala, although it's a small business cohort with Molokai of uh, people in there, uh, my job is to invoke enough skill sets and confidence in themselves to watch them thrive. And I cannot express just in the like nine, 10 months, I don't even know how many, like how much like they have grown 200% some of them some of them have left the island to continue building and scaling their their businesses. So so that's a part of that. We have I'm teaching at Leeward Community College. I get to teach other professors and instructors that have multiple disciplines through the understanding of Ho'a Ike, which is it invokes EMS, it invokes kuleana and self identity in order to be able to speak and listen to their students who are majority Native Hawaiian. So that they're able to speak about biology, speak about sociology, speak about psychology to their students so that they're able to absorb it. But through the way of Ike Kukuna. And that's a very indirect way. And it's fun. And we use photographs as ki Makawaru to be able to portray some of that values. Um, What else do we have? We have an Ola Leadership Program, which is taking in folks who want to come and just learn about our program. And I usually listen to what their goals are in life and I place them in that space. And then I allow them to lead. And I go, okay, lead. I'm right here. Fall. It's going to be fine. You need help? Just ask. You're good. But nobody gives anybody opportunities to lead and show their skill set. And so we want to be able to do that through all our leadership. And, and then we have our crisis counseling program, which we just received recently. So training folks around crisis. crisis. Counseling, psychology and first aid, crisis work and prevention of, not prevention, but also substance use prevention, intervention and treatment. So we have that sector as well. Um, And it's universal. And I think that's it. We might have more. Everything is literally culture based to make
1: sure that everything is with the understanding that because Kanaka Maoli is very much a different. It's a culture. I mean, we are a culture. We have our roots. We have the way that we were taught, passed on through multiple generations, hundreds of generations, all the way, you know, back to when we were just stardust in the sky. And to know that there is an organization that honors that root system, that feeds that root system, and that flourishes that root system, it literally grows the tree. It just makes things bigger, more beautiful, and Your programs are allowing what a lot of people have this understanding, like, oh, if you're a foreigner, nobody likes you. And it's that's not like, you know, we've touched on that before. That's not the case. It's just we are asking you to understand our culture because you are in our area. You're in our lands. And if you can give us the aloha back with understanding, you're giving the opportunity for those folks to go, okay, kanoilani. I'm from this state or from this country and I want to teach here because it's a beautiful opportunity, but I want to make sure that I am doing my kuleana for the culture and you give them that guidance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's so many people who are like that. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that we're trying to, because I've been doing that work for over, over 13 years, what we're trying to do is to, it's proven, it's already been proven through the research and through that guidance that indigenous knowledge, specifically native Hawaiian indigenous knowledge, which we would call wisdom of our our ancestors, is that it's universal. That knowledge is not necessarily the fact that it's stuck to Hawaii. That knowledge is actually very universal and you could take it anywhere in this world and it will still be relevant. And so what we're trying to express is that sometimes it perhaps Western culture and indigenous culture and in this case, native Hawaiian culture, one can be so stringent and very, very strict in its boundaries. Whereas with indigenous culture, it's a thought process, and everything changes within environment. So my environment here on Molokai is very, very different from the environment in Maui as it is in Oahu. We still have the same thought process; we just do a little bit different things differently, like based on ahu what you know, if it's wetland, dry land, all this stuff. So once we figure, once we figure that out. Then we can apply it to everything in life. And so I, I think one of the biggest things is, how are you doing all this? So let me just be very clear. I may be the executive director for Wakamana, but I'm also in every single program. And I'm not sitting behind a desk. I'm, I'm actually teaching all those programs I'm leading to teach and to do. To do. And then we have people who are just men- being mentored or being learned to do it, creating some censorship. And I'm on the ground. Like, in fact, I'd rather be on the ground then doing this all day, right? Type I in. love it. You're, you're not just doing,
1: okay, here's the program, take the program, here's this, here's that. You are literally hands-on. You are showing. I'm not just talking, you know, blowing smoke. I am literally showing you that this is how I, you know, this is what I'm teaching you and I'm doing it along with you. Yeah. You literally have that beautiful mentorship, if you will, and that guidance and as well as it's not even just a mentorship, but there's even a friendship there. There is, you know, you're not above anybody just because you're running the organization. You know, you're just your boots on the ground no matter what. So you're not just talking. You're not just going, yeah, yeah, go do that. That's fine. You're like, no.
2: This is we're doing it together. It's very community. It's an ohana. And that's one of the yeah. rules with this organization, the way we run behind the scenes of the organization is through that same Ohana uh, mentality. And people don't understand what that means. So a system within an Agu or from ocean to to uh, mountain and, ele- and elementally, meaning river, water, wild, ocean, you know, food, like all of that atmospherically has to work with each other to have a very operating and livable vital space for people to thrive in Same with yeah. people so if i was the ocean and you were the clouds and he was the mountain and they were the cuddle we all got to work systematically together in order for our Ahupua'a to work and that is ohana and as a single yeah. mom with four daughters kind of how i raised my kids it was like when it came down to doing chores when it came down to doing things it was like i am not the mama anymore? We're all together, and my baby too. So to the big one, we're all cleaning. We're all in here doing. Nobody's sitting down doing nothing. Because the faster we get this done, faster we can go to the beach. The faster we can enjoy life, and the faster we can just build what we have here. And so that's the same mentality in the way we run the operations. I love that. That's how I am with my kids too. So it's a
1: good. I feel good knowing that I'm on the continent, but I still brought my roots here. Definitely. It makes, it makes things feel so much better. So is there anything else that you would like to share about Hoakamana that you want the people
2: to know? Yeah, I would, you know, if, if anybody is interested in learning more about our programs, feel free to uh, contact Moana <laughs> at Moana Novi Podcast. She's, I can hear her in the background right now. Or, you know, you can also directly go to our website, huakamana.org, or visit us. Actually, the best place to see a lot of the up-to-date visuals is on Instagram at huakamana. That way you can kind of see a lot of our programs. And, uh, you can see what we're doing and feel comfortable and confident that uh, you're investing in such a beautiful face and back. And, uh, and we always appreciate each and everyone. That reaches out in any way, shape, or form. So
1: that is incredible. So I thank you so, so very much for joining us today, explaining to us what Hoakamana is. I wanna personally thank you so very much for allowing me to be a part of your Ohana because it has been an incredible journey. I've been with you for the last, I think, three weeks. And it it definitely moves really fast. I know that anyone who volunteers genuinely is putting efforts in. And we appreciate everyone that comes in and able to help. And I am grateful for Moana for bringing me along and being like, hey, Jazzy, go here. And I'm like, "Okay, new world. Let's do it. (laughs) So I have a lot of gratitude. Moana, can you pop back on and let us know anything else that you'd like to share? I think
0: we're on mute. I think we're on mute. There you are. Like, no matter how long I do this, I still make mistakes. But it's all good. But I was just saying, thanks, Kanoi, for coming on. And it's good to hear your survivor story about Indiki, too, because that's definitely the thing that resonates for me as a fellow survivor. I didn't get stuck on the West Side. But, yeah, like, the reality of what that was like on the ground, going through all of that. I was like, okay, this is more more action, less talking. Let's go. So, so thank you so much for being the vehicle that we can work with to, to help from afar, no matter where we are. Mahalo for that. And then one quick thing before we go, I just want to mahalo our sponsor, Papa Ololokahi, who helps enable both the Moana Nui podcast and Huakamana to contribute all of the great work that, we're, that we both do, or both of our organizations do. So just want to give a, a short, video for them to share the aloha, and then we can Wait. see. Aloha, I'm Kim Ku'ule-Bernie with Papo'ola Lokahi.
2: together with the Native Hawaiian Health Scholarship Program and five Native Hawaiian healthcare systems that serve seven islands. Our sole objective is to raise the health status of Native Hawaiians and our families. <laughs> For more information, you can find it on our website at papaolalokahi.org. ALamo.
0: Awesome. <laughs> okay, well with that said, we're gonna let our busy canoe, everybody all of us busy. So we're gonna always oh, we hope for now until we see everyone. Please like, share, subscribe. Go follow Huaca huakamana, huakamana on Instagram. And then, if you want to learn more, continue to learn more in our community, follow us, Moana Nui Podcast, every Thursday at 7 and 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time. And go to moananuipodcast.com for all of our socials and on right. So again, Mahalo Kanoi, Mahalo Jazzy, and we'll talk to you guys soon.